All right, and welcome back to Social Biology. I'm your co-host Jeremy. I'm your co-host Morgan. It's it's been a long time since Morgan <laughs> and I have had a quality conversation. I know. Um, and yeah, well, uh, we were just talking for a little bit, but uh, before we get into, well, I guess we don't have to discuss anything. But Morgan told me he had a pet peeve. Yeah, I do, and you know what? It kind of ties it's, into <laughs> what I was talking about before, so I'll briefly go yes. over it. Um, my my in-laws are immigrating to the United States on what's called the I-134 humanitarian parole application. Mm-hmm. And so basically what it is, is they're accepting like, I think it's 24,000 Venezuelans who get approved can come to the U.S. if they can get here within 90 days of the approval of the application, if they meet certain requirements. Um, and so my, my mother and father-in-law, they met the requirements um, however, we also did an application for my sister-in-law in which it, it wasn't denied. It just said not authorized to travel at this time. And, okay. and we were like devastated. We thought that meant denied. We were all kind of freaking out until the day after we got from USCIS which is United States Immigration. Oh, now i got to look it up. I'm going to look like an idiot because USCIS. Um, it is the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services. I know I had it backwards. Um, okay, yeah. So we got her approval from USCIS, and so we went back and looked at the not authorized to travel note, and that was from CBP, which is Customs and Border Protection. And so we were like what the hell is going on here like how did uscis approve it but customs and border protection not so looking into it a little deeper they denied it with no reason specified so we we were like okay something's wrong here because uscis approved it so we we hired an immigration attorney they got all the exhibits presenting to cbp why it would be that we should not be denied, how we met all the requirements. And the biggest exhibit was the fact that USCIS accepted her application. And so now we get into the wonderful world of working with the government. Oh, man. So that is basically my pet peeve. I don't know if you've ever had to do anything with the government But on a daily basis, I am working with different government entities, and I freaking think that all of them suck, except for one. There's only one that has been easy to work with. So at my job, I'm working with the IRS. I'm working with five different state agencies on different uh, withholding taxes, deposits, uh, the commission of... um, Commission of Labor. I let me. It's the IFTA. I don't know what that stands for. The International Fuel Tax Association. That's basically a tax on travel, which is has to do with like semi loads and diesel usage and you know stuff like that. So I'm dealing. I'm working with probably 20 different agencies in five different states uh, across the West. Um, and I, I say that there's only been one that's been good. And that is the state of Wyoming Department of Revenue. I swear they're the only people in all of government, state or federal, that have a head on their shoulders. And they're polite little old ladies that answer the phone and walk you through the freaking tax documents. Okay. But anyways, 
nothing to do with taxes, nothing to do with travel and licenses and what, well, it has everything to do with travel, nothing to do with licenses, nothing to do with business. Immigration. I, my wife has worked in immigration. She's been an immigration paralegal. She's worked with two different immigration attorneys. Um, I have never had to go meet with an agent from Customs and Border Patrol before, which is actually kind of shocking considering how many immigrants I know and have helped do translations and applications and stuff. So CBP, there is an office down at the International Airport. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So the little old ladies at the Wyoming Department of Revenue have helped me figure out my little tax document I have to turn in every time. But freaking California, Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, Idaho. You people need to get your freaking shit together. Be yeah. a little more helpful. And I'm probably the idiot, but I think it's funny. And I don't remember who said this, but somebody said this about the IRS. It was a, it was a joke. It was probably a stand up comedian who was like, okay, we're going to let you do your taxes and figure out how much you owe us. And then the person responds, well, it sounds like you know exactly how much I owe you, so why don't you just tell me? Yes. And they're like, no, 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 we want you to do it. And he's like, okay, but if I get it wrong, what happens? Uh, well, you're going to go to jail. Like, <laughs> just, just tell me what I owe you. Help me. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had to fill out a tax document or, like, a quarterly filing or anything, but, like, the instructions are, like, 30 pages long, and you're like, are you shitting me? I really need to fill, read this whole thing to make sense of this. Anyways... I've got some peeves with working with government agencies. Government entities in Anyways, general, I say. Yeah. yeah. So going back to Customs and Border Protection. So at the international airport here, they have a little agency. It's like a little hole in the wall where you just go and talk through a window. So the immigration attorney, we signed over the power of attorney, but he wasn't going to be able to do anything that day. So he told us to head down there and see if we could get any sort of answer um, showing the exhibits and requesting the reason why it was denied. Yeah. And so I head down there, little stupid me, because I'm the petitioner. Of course. And um, little dumb me is like, okay, let's go take on this agency. Let's go figure out what's going to happen. So kick their so, ass. <laughs> so I get there, and there's an officer on the other side of the glass, and I'm like, hey, so I received a notice from you guys that this person was denied, and USCIS said they were accepted, and they've instructed me to come talk to you about why they were denied and, uh, you know, and go from there. And the, the officer was like, she was like, uh, USCIS has nothing to do with us. And I said, I know, but USCIS sent me to you guys because this issue has to do with you. It is from CBP. And she was like, okay, what do you need? And I said, it's the I-134 the humanitarian parole application for Venezuelans. I was like being as explicit, explicit as possible. And she was like, that application has nothing to do with us. I've never even heard of that. And I said, okay, I have a letterhead here from you saying it is your agency. Could you please help me and point me in the right direction? No, that doesn't sound like our application. Uh, what okay well here check out this letterhead where you said that she was not authorized at this time and she said we wouldn't have sent that because we authorize or deny people when they get here which is funny because i thought that was the case i thought customs and border patrol when you go to a foreign country or when you're in a foreign country coming to the u.s you go through the customs process and right then and there they tell you okay yeah this checks out or nope we've got this against you yeah 
that, that's I didn't usually know. how it goes. And so this application is so foreign that even USCIS doesn't know what it is. It's so new and foreign. Customs and Border Protection does not know what it is. And so I, I go there and I say, okay, I understand you don't know what it is, but this came from your agency. Can I make an appointment to speak with somebody who can help me? And she's and sh- her response was, I'm the top of the food chain here and I am not going to help you. And I was I was just dumbfounded. Yeah, I I I said, OK, USCIS sent me to you guys. I need just a little help with this. And she's like, where's your documentation? I said, it's all right here. I can give you everything. I can give you our application. I can give you the letterhead that was from your agency. And she responded with, my agency wouldn't have sent you a letterhead. I said, it has your agency seal on it. And she said, it it, it, it obviously didn't come from my agency. It's just so frustrating. And so I said, well, holy shit, I would hope you would want to investigate this fraud. Somebody is sending documentation with your seal out then. Would you like to look at it? And she said, no. She's like, no, I can't. I can't look at it. I don't want to help you. And so it made me realize something. That That's very brief. It was probably a 20-minute back and forth that I had with this lady. And it made me think of every conversation I've ever had with different government agencies. And of the, uh, that's what it's like with every federal agency I've ever talked to. In particular, states seem to be a little bit better. At least they're better at pointing you in the right direction so you can figure it out on your own. Maybe they're not helpful, like Wyoming. Frickin' all those ladies are going to go straight to heaven. Um, but, yeah. I, like, among the worst is Nevada. Nevada, the Nevada Contractors Board, I swear it's impossible to become a contractor in Nevada unless you've worked in Nevada as an illegal contractor for 20 years and can prove that you're proficient. It's horrible. But... I just, I, I'm dumbfounded, and it made me realize, I swear, and this is probably how a lot of different organizations work, I've never had to apply for welfare or food stamps or unemployment insurance or different things of that nature. I think I came to realize, and I'm wondering if this is true of these other agencies, if they just give you a runaround, if they just talk you around until you're so desperate you give up, it, it is just a way of moving on, of getting, of people giving up. And so with, with this process, with the I-134, it's been so stressful for different aspects. I'm shocked that there are, they are still accepting applications because 24,000 is not a lot, especially not. considering coming from Venezuela, a very, you know, difficult place to be right now. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine those 24,000 applications wouldn't fill up overnight. And it's being published. It's being like advertised all over the different place through different immigration organizations, like different attorneys, different USCIS itself. If you call USCIS, that's the first thing that plays. It's an automatic response playing, hey, here's an ad, I-134 application. Come to the U.S. today. All you need is this, this, and this. I'm shocked that they're not getting filled up as quickly because of a nation of i don't know how many people are there like six million maybe i'm way wrong maybe that's just how many live in the capital i'm i wouldn't be surprised if there's different tactics that maybe it's inherent maybe i'm conspiratorial that (laughs) they just talk around or make the process more more difficult for certain reasons so people give up and just 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 quit 
and, and, and may, this is probably an unpopular opinion. I think that's why frickin' TurboTax exists. I think there's been different subsidies inside the federal government that's like created this incredibly difficult process of filing taxes that people had to create a product that's being sued now because it's it's like advertised as free when it's not. It's not free to file your taxes through TurboTax. It's not, no. It's this process that streamlines it, says it's free, and is like, yeah, we'll help you through it all the way. And it is really easy to file through TurboTax. But if you attempted to do your taxes on your own, it, it, it it's like shooting yourself in the foot. I, I, I don't know. So maybe that's little conspiratorial Morgan talking. <laughs> but I was so frustrated with my time talking to that agency. I, it, it just made me think of all the shitty conversations I've had with different government agencies and how frustrating and how much they have peeved me into oblivion. So I don't know. I don't know if you have anything to comment or any, like, <laughs> you know, government work or any sort of thing that you can relate to in that matter. Or tell me I'm way out to left field or way out to lunch. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. We, we, we we talked about that saying recently. I don't remember which is the right one, but one of them is It's out, right. out in left field, out, out left to field. lunch. Out in left field. <laughs> out to left lunch. Yeah. Uh, left out to lunch. Yeah, so I, I, I have several opinions. One, I do have some personal experience. I've never heard of the organization, the USCIB uh, or whatever. USCIS. Um, USCIS, sorry. Right. But I am aware. So my parents, they uh, immigrated to the United States on a student visa. Uh huh. Um, and they they were part of. My father was part of this program where they were going to train, uh, like certain people from their country to go to a technical school, and they you know kind of get that training here in the United States, and uh, and then they would be sent back, and they would become like. Oh, okay. They, they, they would become like uh, managers or supervisors in the thing that they were trained in, like, and they were going to open up a whole new like series of, uh, I think, like mechanic shops or stuff like that. Interesting, because I've I've heard of sponsorships like, oh yeah, if you sponsor this employee, you can bring him here and train him, and he can work here for a period. So this was, he came here to get an education to go back to work at his home country. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Basically, I think an American company. Or the government. It's hard to separate some of those things that they were they were sponsored this program because he was brought over by like a U.S. congressman. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was oh, for like, but it was for like this business. Um, some I don't know what's going on there. I don't know specific. Was and it they like also, this congressman personally said, "I want that guy," or was it just uh, a program never, that he proposed that allowed him to? He, they never met him, but they were told like, "Hey, like, well," and they were and they were in, in yeah in their home country, and they were like, "Hey, just so you know, there's a program." Because my father, he was in a like English, like an English speaking kind of courses, like at university, and that's how he heard of the program, and that's how he was accepted because he had like really good grades and stuff. Uh, and they also brought in because he was married, and with one of my brothers, he brought they brought his family as well. Oh, that's really cool. Which okay. is yeah, really interesting. Uh, one of my uncles and one of my father's close friends also got accepted into that program, and so they all went. Awesome. Um, so they went there, and and this is the early 90s potentially yeah it was early 90s i think literally 1990 <laughs> it happened uh-huh. um and so they lived there and i i don't know the details they weren't they were there for like a few months like not very long and my understanding was that he never actually got they never actually even started the training process yet oh and really? they, they informed my, my my parents like hey just so you know the program has been dissolved and we're not oh. sending you back 
you know. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So and they, they were like, like they were okay, like, okay, I guess we live here now. Yeah. We were incompetent. Here you go. Have fun. Yeah, like, exactly. Really? It seems, Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. And again, I wasn't there, obviously, but uh-huh. and I don't know. This is like a, you know, or, a secondhand or, account. Okay, this is horrible. Or is that just the story? <laughs> the you've story, been told? yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh-huh. no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the only reason I know that it's really not a, not like an outlandish story is because there is docu- like official government documentation of this, right? Uh, and so again, pre nine eleven, careful, they're de- imi- they'll deny their letterhead. Yeah, they'll they would apparently, which is yeah, yeah again. So pre nine eleven, immigrating to the United States was way easier, right? Um, so basically, when my like when my mother and some other parts of my family got in, as soon as they got in, they were issued a social security card like at the border. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so with like their name and everything. Interesting. So yeah, and I guess like they don't do that anymore for visas, but they used to. Like you walked in, they're like, "Here, like welcome. Here's a social yeah. security card." Now it's like a six month application. It's like okay, I'll just sit on my ass and eat other people's food until I can work. That's right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um. And and so, yeah, so luckily my father had a, f- a few, like, had a brother, one of my uncles who lived uh, in a different state. And so they were to move in with him and then got their life started and boom, like, they're they're here now. They, they never left. Uh, but because of that, like, again, my father, my parents, they didn't know anything about U.S. law. Like, when they got uh-huh. here, they barely spoke English. And, of course, now they speak, like, perfect English. Right. But when later on, they were like, hey, maybe we should try to become residents, you know, because we live here, we pay taxes, we have social security cards and numbers, but, uh, like, it's a dubious, weird, like, gray area as to what their, you know, legality was. Who knows if it's solid. Yeah, Yeah. because I think the student visa was for a set period of time, but it didn't, like, say they had to leave when it expired. Like, it was really ambiguous, um, again, because whatever. And so when they applied, just like you said, it was like, hey, did you enter here like legally? And uh-huh. that is like the number one thing. And they're like, yeah. yes, we have the documentation to prove it. Like we have all this stuff. Um, and so and they were very clear, like, did you ever leave and come back? And uh, obviously the answer was like, no, we didn't, you know, because, again, that would imply that they came back through illegal know, means, illegal yeah. means. And right. Um, they try to trip you up on that second question. They do, yeah. yeah. And and so I so I was there. So basically, my parents weren't able. Well, they were able to apply for residency, but they were told that their case would be much stronger if I sponsored them. And I can only do that when I turn twenty one. Uh-huh. So I, I was born in the United States, and so I'm like you, a citizen, and so you can like claim your you're not sponsored. Yeah, you can claim family members, especially your parents. Like that's the easiest one to do is your parents. Yeah, uh, it's still like a seven-year process but so yeah like, it's I, still ridiculous it's still kind of wild and so i claimed them you know and uh for it, the, the process was very different for my mother and my father like it was super weird uh-huh uh basically for is that because to, I, of the 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 program that he was going through was that different than your mother uh i think yeah because my mother was in like an ancillary attachment to my father Be- yeah of okay. that visa that's what and, i thought and so it was like this, hey, and the same thing with, like, my brother. It's like, hey, like, you know, it's just, yeah. And so, and they, and again, people look at this thing. They're like, what is this? And they're like, it was given to me in 1990. Like, yeah. like you know, yeah. it has this seal. It has the approval. And they're like, okay, I guess we did. Because, yeah, and these you know, agencies have no idea. You go talk to an agent. They're like, what is this relic? Who exactly, knows what yeah. this is? Yeah. And so, um, 
Yeah, like but lucky just... you, they actually figured it out. They probably, you know, if it was me, they would have been like, this doesn't exist. This is No, I mean, but, yeah. no, for the longest time, well, especially for my, because for my father, like his name was on the visa. Um, but for my like mother and my brother, they weren't on there. But it was on the mentioned, actual visa itself. Yeah, yeah, but it was mentioned on my father's visa that he had his like wife and his son with him. Right. And I think it mentioned their names, but not really, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and so it was just like, yeah, it was just super weird. And so whenever it was like very precarious because at any moment they can be like, nah, we're not going to deal with this shit. And like, get out of here. It's so um, scary. It's so It's creepy. very scary. I swear uh, they, they could just do that. And then what can you do? What can literally you do? Nothing. nothing. And that's the thing. If you're denied that, you're, you're supposed to leave the country immediately. Yeah, like within a week or something. Yeah, they, it's something Yeah, they asinine. schedule like a report to court for deportation or so. Yeah, yeah. and if you don't show up, you're a fugitive. So. Yeah. Heck yeah, um, baby. Heck yeah, baby. Breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking the law. <laughs> so uh, that's why they were waiting for me to get old enough to, to like wait because they thought like, yeah, they have a much stronger case if I do that and whatever. Right. Anyway, so with my – so they had to interview them separately. So it was like this whole thing to send them like all this proof. Yeah, they hired like – a legal consult like not technically an immigration lawyer but he was basically what it is and he like coached them like here's what you do here's the documents you need to prepare and there's this interview and when you're in this interview i had to be there because i'm the one claiming uh uh-huh. them. and so i had to be there like two separate times one for my father one for my mother i've been to this interview and <laughs> yeah. for my father the guy was the biggest dick i've ever met in my <laughs> fucking life it was so shitty. He was like this old ratchety man, and he looked like he was about to die any second. Like he was born, he was an Irish immigrant from the potato famines of the 1800s, you know, and like just all grog, cr- crotchety about it. And uh-huh. he's like, looks at my father, is like, mm, like ask him all these weird ass questions. And one thing they do, one thing they do, is they will give you the wrong information and they will claim that you gave it to them. And right. You have to not have to... accept the false information <laughs> yeah. that this it's... agent is giving you. In order to pass this, like, this weird reverse psychology test thing they're doing. And the only reason we knew that is because the person we had hired to, like, give us, uh, like, legal counsel was like, they're going to do this. And you have to, like, stick to your guns because if you pretend to go along with them, they'll, like, usually they'll deny you instantly because you'll say whatever. Um, And so, yeah, like, they, they, uh, they got the, the, uh, the, I think either the year or the state I was born in wrong. And I had to be like, am I? And I just like, no, that's wrong. And and he's like, well, you submitted this application to me, like, and this is what you're saying. Are you saying that you are lying? And I had to be like, I was almost sweating. Oh, oh, can you hear and me? And I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, I can hear you. Shit, I lost you for, for about long? about 25 seconds. I was like, <laughs> I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I just texted you. So around, I, I made note of it around the 17 minute and 50 second mark on my screen. So I'll have to figure out what that is plus five minutes and yeah, well seconds. we can just. Um, yeah. So you you said they did some sort of reverse psychology where you have to, you know, deny the information that is false. You have to say no, that's not what I provided. So that's where I lost you. Yeah, that's exactly. Right where I lost you. Okay, yeah, and so they do this like yeah reverse psychology thing. And so, yeah, and the only reason we knew about this is because the legal counsel that we hired, like, told us it's going to happen. It's like, just right. so you know, they're going to do this, and you have to stick with it. And, and, if, and you, literally, if you hadn't hired anybody, you we would, would be, be screwed. Fucked. We'd be yeah, so screwed. Exactly. It was so shitty. And, like, literally in the interview, it happened. Like, and so this, he, uh, I think he claimed that we submitted my the state I was living in 
as like the state that I grew up in because I was born in one state and then uh, like we left there almost immediately and we I lived my childhood in a different state and so they were like oh it says here you were born like in that that second state that you uh-huh. and I'm like no I you know no that's that's not true I was born you got to call him out on it yeah I got to call him out on it right. and then this person he was like no like this form you submitted me with your signature says that you were born in this other state are you lying to me sir you are perjuring and yeah that's, and I'm like yeah. I'm going to like I like I was just like I'm going to beat this guy's ass like he's going to uh-huh. die today like finally <laughs> I am know. going to be a murderer because yeah, yeah again because if I didn't know this was going to happen I would have been like oh like I would have been like, oh, I'm sorry. If we made a mistake, we can fix it, whatever, but blah, blah, blah. But since I knew this was happening, I was like, you son of a bitch. You know, like, you crotchety old man. Like, it's just so shitty. And I'm like, no, like sitting over there like, we got you, bitch. We, yeah, exactly. We and so I'm like, and so I literally looked at him and I'm like, I want to see that document because we did not submit that. And he's like, okay. And he like made a little note there and he moved on. Like, and it he didn't moved happen. On. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the like, same oh, thing happened. Man. Something similar happened with us and... I remember I was so freaking nervous and our attorney at one point, our attorney was like, you don't have to answer that. Like, Oh, okay. I won't answer that. I couldn't believe that that was a thing. Like this immigration officer was asking me a question that would be bad or damaging. And, and, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It was just, I was just so peeved and like, they brought up like stuff from decades ago because my father has been living in the United States. Like again, since the 90, literally 1990. And this interview was, I don't know, like four years ago. Uh-huh. So like almost 30 years he had been living here. Oh, dude, and we might have been in the immigration office at the same time. It's very possible. <laughs> it's <pretty> funny. <laughs> uh, I remember the immigration officer was like, I want, uh, so have you met your wife's parents? And I said, uh, well, like over Skype, I haven't gone to Venezuela, nor would I ever under its current conditions. And he's like, okay. What are their full names? And I'm like, oh shit! Like I call my father-in-law El Viejo. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like he is old man to me. I don't call him. So I'm like, what the hell is his real first name? And I was like, he goes by his second name, and his his name is Luis Enrique, and then his last names. But I'm like, he goes by Enrique, and I was like, oh yeah, his name is Enrique, blah blah blah. And they're like, no, it's not. That's not what the application says, which is true. That's not what the application said. And I was like, what the fuck does the application say? And it was like this big trip up. But yeah, I remember them trying to trip us up on different things. And uh, we went there because we were getting married and, you know, doing the citizenship process for my wife. And our attorney told us that one of his clients, um, he had been denied by a certain immigration officer because his clients weren't holding hands in the waiting room yeah isn't that so shitty what and so um, he was like ever since then all my clients you better be making out in the freaking, yeah you better be yeah you better be like and, uh, <laughs> he was he was like when he when he was talking to us he was like now when we go we, there's two good officers and two bad officers i will let you know if we get a bad officer so when the guy came out and called our names it was it was this dude was big he was a big boy and my we were like following him back and the attorney looked back and he was like we got a good one and so we get back to this guy's office and i i was like i can't believe this is like an immigration officer's office it had just star wars memorabilia all around the freaking room like little action figures and stuff it was kind of cool but anyways it was stressful so sorry i i cut you off (laughs) no it's good uh yeah i and honestly so my brother since he uh i like claiming a sibling is way like more difficult than claiming a parent and so right. i could have done it 
but uh, he had gotten married like years before, so he, you know, to an American citizen, so like he, you know, was going through that process. Which and is that has, much like, easier than you claiming. Yeah, it was easier than I claimed them, but it, they are way more strict because, again, like you said, it's it's more possible, it's, uh, it's more likely that someone would fake a relationship to get citizenship, and so they want to see like. Give me your wedding photos. Like, show me that you have joint bank accounts. Like, show me that you have a house together. Yeah. Show me you have a kid. Like, show me, like... And, yeah, literally, like, you have to be, like, somewhat affectionate when they're looking at you. And I'm like, what bullshit? Like, I understand, yeah, I like, kind of that. that. Uh-huh. But, like, what if you don't want to have a same bank account? Like, what if you don't want to have kids? Like, you what know, if it's we're like, fighting and angry that day? That That's shows right. we're more married than anything. Like... <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I I went through that. It was it was pretty shocking when he told us about the couple that was not holding hands, and I, I'm just very glad I had an attorney with me. Yeah, for the actual interview though, we didn't have an attorney. Oh really? Yeah, it was just me and my father. Okay, so he had he had told you beforehand. Yeah. This is what's he, gonna go down. Yeah, yeah, he was a legal counsel. He wasn't technically a lawyer but he was okay like, so maybe knew, like a certified paralegal or something. yeah but he knew everything about it and he's like hey and i don't think they even allowed us to bring anyone in there i don't know maybe oh really i, I didn't think that was even an option yeah we were in there with our attorney i remember because i remember him telling me not to answer something and at the end the Holy officer <laughs> the officer asked he was like do you guys have any questions and i knew my attorney said if you do have questions that's fine you can ask them about the process so i'm sitting there i'm like okay and so i was like so it's my understanding it could be about six weeks before we hear anything back and that was like a cardinal sin or something because my attorney was like whoa 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 he asked that not me and i was like I was like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah, you told me I could ask anything. I just wanted a confirmation. Like, somebody told me it was like four to six weeks. I just wondered when we would hear back. And then what's funny is it was like 10 days later that we heard back. But, like, the officer and the attorney freaked out. I I didn't know what the – I don't know if it was a joke or – I'm pretty sure I I asked that and no one freaked out. Don't tell me to ask questions. (laughs) Don't tell me it's okay to ask. Yeah, because the the legal counsel I got, he he told us, like, hey – you don't these things you don't say you know like if they don't ask for this don't bring it up and like if right. you like don't and he literally said like if you have any questions ask me don't ask the person that's what the right. legal counsel told me he's like do not do not prolong the interview at, at like for any reason um, <laughs> yeah and so uh-huh. with my with my father so when i went with my mother the guy was the nicest guy he was like <laughs> a peach he was a big jolly man i don't know if he had star wars stuff in there but he looked at him i was like oh, you remind me so much of my daughter and he started like smiling and you know did like, he have really like nice. did he have a little facial hair maybe some i don't glasses. remember he was older he had like a gut he had you know just an oh older my guy, guy was probably like 35 so. oh no this guy yeah. he was like in his uh, 60s or 70s oh okay yeah uh, like he like literally like thumbed through the file like looked at one thing he's like ah oh, this everything looks like an order like here we go just like tippity tippity tap <laughs> Uh, he asked, yeah, he asked me one question, um, and it was the hometown where my mother was born in. And uh-huh. luckily, again, this is a very she's from a very small town from a third world country, and so luckily I knew that off the top of my head, but I didn't like prepare for it. I'm like, I think it's this, and I looked at my mom. She's like, Yeah, and he looks at me. He's like, Okay, good. Just, you know, just gotta <laughs> oh check. Gosh. He's like tippy tapping. He's like, and we were in and out there like immediately. Like okay, you're good to go. Like that's know, awesome. Like, and he said like you'll hear from us. Like t- technically it's like a month or so, but really it's usually like a week. I'm like oh, okay, thanks. You know. <laughs> Why didn't my guy give me that answer? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a different kind of process or what whatever. The heck? But, but I remember yeah. coming out of that. I'm like, damn. Like that's just like the weirdest thing. But I was stressed over nothing for this yeah. second go round. 
Yeah, this, uh, yeah. Well, I was just like sweating, like mom, like they're gonna grill us, like we got to be ready, and so it was a yeah. So you never know. But going back to your quote unquote like conspiratorial, you know, kind of thing, thinking, it is very well known, and, and this, this seems like uh, it seems like it's unrelated. Uh, okay. So, but Jim Crow laws. Have you heard of those? <laughs> uh, it sounds familiar. Uh, so Jim Crow. Okay, maybe you might get destroyed yes, online I if you, if you I do. No, oh, okay, Crow I was like, was, are you yes. kidding me? Like, I know. Yes, yes, racial segregation and all. I, I, I'm, I don't know the specifics of everything, but I know Jim Crow law. Yeah. Okay, so basically, Jim Crow laws were just like, hey, we don't want these people to vote because obviously we're racist assholes, and so we're legally we have to allow them to do it. But we want to make it so damn frustrating and hard that we're going to basically deny them because it's like such a hassle to do. So this includes like really difficult like math tests and literacy tests like to, to register to vote. They had to like uh-huh. uh, they would make the polling the places to go apply. They would have one small office for, you know, like literally hundreds of thousands of people. And so right. you physically so it'd be couldn't impossible get, to them get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and to this day, it's still a problem in the kind of the southern states where they uh, most of the polling places are in more affluent places. So you mm-hmm. don't get certain voters to vote there, you know, so it's still a thing. And so the government is like notorious for making things so fucking hard to do a lot of this stuff that they want you, like you said, they want you to give up. They want you to not do it. Right. You know? Um, CBP did not want my sister-in-law to come here. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. And so I don't think they would ever out or out deny that they have a form that they sent out. Like, I don't think they purposely did. I think literally it's an attitude of like, well, I don't recognize this. And since I'm the the god of this, uh, you know, this little entity office I live in, therefore it must not exist. I know. Like, it's just hubris. It was just so ridiculous for her to be, I was like, this is your letterhead. And she, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> okay. Well, then this is a fraud. Would you like yeah. to investigate? What the hell is this? Yeah. Then I'm going to report hell. this or something. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Um, and to be fair, it is not just limited to government. Businesses do this all the time. You know? Yeah. And like I said, I'm sure that there's so much out there that I'm not even recognizing that is difficult. Um, like financial applications, and I don't know. I bet there's so many crazy difficult things out there. But sorry, I cut you off again. Oh no, that's just. Dude, this is a podcast. There's no cutting <laughs> off. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just, I, I get excited and I jump. No, no, I, I get it. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's the same thing with like, if, uh, like, oh, just so, okay, just this happened this the other day. So I, I got an, a quote unquote, a new car in July, like, because right. I'm a whole I thing, remember my whole that. car died, whatever. And I forgot I had to do this, or they, they don't actually tell you how to do this. You have to show proof of your insurance to whoever is financing your car. Right. Yeah. And, but they don't tell you that when you get the, the cut the car, you know, whatever. Oh, and really? so I got, a, I, got a, I got a letter at the end of November, and it was dated from the end of October. <laughs> but it literally was in my mailbox like one day before I got it. Uh-huh. Um, and they were like, hey, just so you know, we don't have proof of your insurance, so we're going to add this big-ass fine to your mortgage. And if you really want to, like, prove that you have, like, uh, you have to prove you have insurance. And it says, like, your insurance card is not proof of insurance. And I'm like... Okay, right, so they want, like, the policy documents and everything, yeah. like a certificate of insurance. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, okay. And so I go to my insurance website, and there's, like, 50 different documents they can send you because every state has its own little niche rules on what a policy document is. 
Yeah. And then um, uh, the first time I had to deal with this was when I, I got my first car. And they, like, sent me a document. I sent it to the, like, the credit union, whatever I got the loan from. And they're like, oh, this doesn't have the information we want. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, can you tell me what you need? And they say, I would need the policy document. And it's like, the, the form I literally gave you says policy document in the top. You know, that's the name of it. Right. And they're, and they're like, well, there's information. And so I said, okay, here's my insurance. Like, you can contact them and tell you what you want because this is what they sent me. Uh-huh. And they said, like, well, like, we can't contact them directly. We have to contact them through you and everything. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. like, I, And so I literally talked to, like, a representative from my insurance. And they're like, hey, I don't know what's going on. They're giving me the runaround. And they're like, okay, like, well, I'll, like, we'll reach out to them. Don't worry. Like, and, and they got to figure it out. So even though they said they couldn't, they could because they're liars. It's so shitty. Right. So yeah. I think whenever you get any big organization, they pull out the, like, whoa, we can't do that because it's against our rules, even though it's fucking not, you know, like. <laughs> I think I think that was really interesting that you got that letter a month later after it was dated and just days before it needed to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Again, so yeah. this is it's very purposeful action. So, it's, yeah, super frustrating. So it's not that uh, conspiratorial. No, it's not that conspiratorial. I think, uh, again, this happened a little bit. So in the beginning of the pandemic, I had just barely started my lab job. And so they furloughed half the people in the lab and Uh starting with whoever was newest. And since I was literally the second newest in the lab, I was like, you know, cut off. And so they said, like, well, don't worry, uh, even though you still have a job, so you're not unemployed. Right. I remember this. Yeah. Like, but you have to apply for unemployment. And here's this literal PowerPoint on how to do that step by step because uh-huh. I had never done that and no one in right. my family had ever done that. And so I'm like, oh, okay. I was a little scared, but I'm like, okay. And so I like I followed the the PowerPoint presentation. Like, go to this site, go here. And literally, when I got to the site, it was completely different. Completely you know, like, different. Completely I was different. gonna say how nice that they like gave you instruction, and then it's like outdated. Well, they tried, yeah, you know. Uh-huh. And so, I, and again, this was when a billion people were applying for this thing. And right. So, if you ever needed help, you needed like to wait like five hours on the phone to get oh, for easy. them to hang up on you. Yeah. You know, for and the so, call to get disconnected. Yeah. Four and hours so, in. Like I filled this application, and then there was a question that I didn't know how to answer. Basically, it was like, hey, part of this program is you're going to get receive unemployment, but you're also going to be like mandated to answer, to send out applications to jobs and to accept any offers that you get. Any offers? Really? Yeah, any offers that you get. Like, if you deny an offer of unemployment, of unemployment while you're on unemployment your benefits stop immediately okay but Even it's if not it's a really it, shitty job <laughs> it's not like they're forcing you to apply at like any retail or fast food it they like it could be something three applications a week and as long as it's specific to your field it's not like it, no, it doesn't matter what the job is like if you uh-huh. get any offers they will because you know you right. should be working That's that makes sense you know. yeah I, I get that i just yeah that that would yeah don't apply yeah. to freaking mcdonald's yeah like, don't do yeah. it you'll, you'll get fucked over <laughs> And so I put in no, like, no, I can't because I have a job because I'm not going to accept a job because I literally, and that's what my company told me, just so you know, like, you have a job. Like, don't, uh-huh. like, you're not, we're not firing you. But not for the purposes off. of unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. And so I hit no, but like, and once you hit next, you can't go back. And so I'm like, I don't think I made the right decision in that. So I had like called the support and this was very early in the morning. So I was super lucky that I, I got through like really quickly. Uh-huh. Um, and the lady was like, oh, like, that, like, that, like, you should have said yes. Like, our system isn't ready yet for people who are furloughed because, you know, our, we're not prepared for this, like, kind right. of 
this pandemic, right? And this everything. huge influx of unemployment. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, you're very lucky you got through because like I've met people, they called for like days and they couldn't get through. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> you know? And so they're like, and she's like, oh, can you want me to fix that for you? I'm like, yes, please. Like, oh, fix it for wow. me. And <laughs> Did you say, are you a little old lady in Wyoming? She was like... <laughs> literally a little old lady. I don't know okay. if she was from okay. Wyoming. <laughs> she she um, must have been. And she's like, yeah, just go ahead and finish it. So you have to do like, here's, here's literally, here are the answers to the qu- the questions. And, you know, we will not make you send out applications because we have in our system that you're furloughed. But the quiz or whatever, the questionnaire isn't geared towards people like you. And it probably never will be. So go Damn. ahead. I'm like, okay. So I did it. And the first week, you don't get anything. Like you, uh-huh. you literally get zero. You have to wait the second week. So you right. have to apply yeah. just to, you know. Um, but no one knew what was going on, you know. And so uh-huh. I think this is, like you said, since it's such a new thing, I'm pretty sure this is like they aren't aware of what's going on. Uh, but this person was obviously just being an asshole and be like, no, yeah. this isn't she, real. Like we she don't was do awful. That, you know? She was awful. It was like, I'm just going to deny, deny, deny until he gives up. But, but yeah, I, I, I guess it was kind of a shock to think that there's like government agencies that obviously work together. Customs and border patrol would obviously work with us citizenship and immigration services. But the fact that they had no clue, I, I guess I expected more from our government. I don't know why I did, but I did. And it was, it was, it was just a big shock. And, and I couldn't believe how much of an ass she was. And so I went on Google and I checked their ratings after, and they have like 1.1 stars with 2,000 reviews. And it's like, the lady here is a bitch. She didn't help me at all. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to write a review. I never did, but I yeah, I really no point. Not yeah. like a it's not going to do anything. Business. It's obvious they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I did have a thing. Um in my old apartment, I I kept getting other people's mail because obviously like a million people had lived there before me. Right. I, so, I get that too in my townhome. I swear yeah. I get five people's mail all to my address. And I'm like, how many fucking people have lived here before? Like, it's crazy. And like you can't really tell the mail people not to give you the mail because it's addressed to the address right and i tried that i i yeah. like submitted the mail to the us usps services center and like they do not live here and then if they like have me fill out a form and it's like where do they live now i'm like i don't fucking know like <laughs> how am i supposed yeah, to know like, where they live i don't know where randos to, that used to, to live for, where i i to beat forward them their their home. E- yeah. to forward their mail <laughs> i don't know and so now every time it's like important tax document enclosed please open immediately oh sorry uh, in the trash I'm, I'm just kidding i don't put those in the trash but it, it, it i just could i couldn't believe it again government come on step it up i thought you were better sorry cut you off again keep That's going okay, man it's all good um and so i noticed that on my little mailbox thing because it's like a box that's like with the, all these other boxes you know like those anyone i'm talking about like this big metal box that has five or six different people's mailboxes in there right yeah uh, like, like an a, apartment complex yeah yeah, yeah. And so they had this little paper insert, like where someone wrote their name, and it was someone else's name, you know. A paper and insert. So yeah, there's like this little metal slot where, if you look at the mailbox, there you, there's a place where you can put a card in there, and the card will have the name of whoever's living in there, 
you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like, a sure, plate, like, a, yeah, like, yeah, like a face yeah, plate, like a yeah, 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 yeah. I know. What I'm you pretty mean sure now. it used to be like permanent and metal when they first built mm-hmm. it, but now yeah. like, hey, so many people move in and out, let's make it paper. Right. I remember that from New York. It'd be like a big yes. list on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's just numbers, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you live in a house, it's you know your numbers. Maybe they'll have like your family name on it, but you don't have to, or the address of the mailbox. Right. But anyway, so I was like, oh, this is maybe why I don't know that I'm getting all these random people's mail because there's someone else's na- name on this, you know. And so I took out the card, I wrote my own name on it, and like I put a different card in, like just uh-huh. right there, and it looked fine. And then I stopped getting mail entirely. Oh, I oh, what? <laughs> yeah, and I thought really you were shitty. gonna say you got more other people's mail, but no, it's, it's really shitty because I actually I my my first health insurance card like came in the mail and like it they said like oh we sent it and this was during this moment and i didn't get it holy crap and so i called the mail the the post office i'm like hey i'm not getting any mail like not even junk mail oh really like nothing nothing it wasn't like a 80 percent decrease it was literally zero holy cow weeks like for two like two three weeks and i'm like okay this is really weird and 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 they's like okay like oh it says here that they were it was, the mail was undeliverable and i'm like like what does that mean it's like is there anything obstructing your mailbox i'm like i live in an apartment complex and everyone else is getting their mail you know i didn't know that for sure but i assume this was happening yeah you know and like i i you know whatever like okay like well we can we'll talk to the mail delivery driver and maybe we'll get it figured out and like so do you want me to call back and they're like uh sure but they were like so <laughs> unsure of that i'm like fuck you know? uh, yeah the next it wasn't the next day it was the day after that um there uh, there was a note in my mailbox and i assume from the mailman and it said like it was handwritten like in pen it wasn't like an official document i said like name change must be approved by like post office department you know what so basically by changing that little card i had like inadvertently you know imply i don't know what i did but the person who was delivering mail made a decision hey since this name is no longer on the card anymore, I cannot deliver mail because they have to change the name of the person who lives here. Officially. Even though your name is on the mail. Yeah, even though my name is literally on the mail and whatever. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, and so I tried calling the post office again, and literally I couldn't get a hold of them. Like it uh-huh. was complete, like whatever. And so was this I, during the pandemic? This was during the pandemic. So you this can was, like go to USPS and figure no, it well, out. I I checked online and they say like, hey, you can schedule an appointment to come in here, but I didn't want to do that until I, right. I had to. Because yeah. like my post office office was like a twenty minute drive away, and I'm like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> and again i, I can't be a, bothered i can't be and i was in a night schedule and they were open for like 10 a.m to like oh, 3 yeah. p.m and oh, so i'm like fuck that's me. like that's my sleepy sleepy time yeah yeah it's like yeah. telling me to come <laughs> at midnight you know, i can whatever and so there was this there's the regional office of the post office and and i, I read online like hey if you have a big problem with the post office like they're not talking to you or whatever you can go to their bosses basically. Oh heck and, yeah! And like you can kind of do, it. and they're a, they're a little more responsive because they don't deal with a lot of people. They deal with complaints about their their like the people under them, so they're right. usually a lot less busy. And so I do that, and there's like really helpful. Like again, this woman was like, "Oh hey, like I'm," and I'm like, "Hey, I'm having trouble with this and blah blah. Like I'm not getting any mail." And she seemed really concerned. She's like, "That's really weird. Like that's," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's been consistent for like six months, and suddenly I did this thing. I explained why I did this thing, and with the nameplate, and they stopped getting my mail, and they said I had to like contact them. But when I try to contact them, they don't answer my calls or my emails, and like I have to call them to set up an appointment to get in there because it's right. pandemic times, and they don't answer my call." 
uh, and there's you're like, okay, like, all right, I'll make a note. I will contact them and I'll let you know like tomorrow what they say. Um, and so she calls me the next day. She's saying, I can't reach, get a hold of them either. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And so I'm like, oh, what do we do? And she's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's like, I guess I can go there in person and see what's going on, but that'll take me a few days. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. Like, I'm not dying for mail. But, you know, I'm like, but, but I was I mean, like, if it's been a few weeks, it's kind of yeah, like, yeah. who knows what's coming? Yeah. And so I told her, like, well, I, I'm not even getting my junk mail. And she's like, well, and she like kind of laughed. She's like, well, technically, that's a good there's thing, no right? such thing yeah. as junk mail. But I understand what you're trying to say. Like, you get all this mail all the time. <laughs> oh, and of course it. she would. You know, I know. Of that's she her job. That. She's in the, you know, she can't say uh-huh. that, you know. Yeah. And, so, and, I, and I literally said, like, oh, OK, I know what you mean. Like, there's no such thing as junk mail. She's like, yeah, like, it's all mail. I'm like, OK. And so uh, a, f- a few days later, I started getting my mail again. Um, oh, sweet. And, so, and, and she's like, yeah, I went over there. And like for other, obviously for multiple reasons, but you were, I brought you up. And they said that they had no record of stopping mail to your place. Like they <laughs> have never. Uh, that but, sounds yeah, but, like a response. Yeah, exactly. But then I started getting my mail again because I don't know. They were got scared, whatever. And so I'm like, oh, did they have my mail from like this whole time? And she said, no. Like, they what? have no letters for you. And it's like, were they just throwing them away? And she said, I have no idea, but that's what they told me, you know. So just, did you have to, like, contact your insurance card? I did. And, okay. I had to contact my – I had to go to my HR department and be like, hey, I didn't get my health insurance card. Can you send another one? And they were like, oh, sure. It might take a while, but we'll do it. You know, but I was just like, what a bunch of bullshit. You know, that's, like they, That's incredible. It was just – but literally, yeah, it was just – they. It, oh, like it's and just this, so even this was over the people. course of a few weeks right uh yeah this was well okay i it was only after three weeks that i contacted them and after i contacted them it was like five days after i got my mail again and uh-huh. it didn't stop after that we we actually had to report our freaking usps driver because they would uh they pull in and they would like have a package that would require a sort certi- a signature in order to drop off they would pull into our construction yard park for 20 seconds write a note and put it on our door and then leave saying, Oh, we missed you. You weren't here. And they never knocked. And we have it on camera where they get out of their car and bring the note and put it on our door. No package in hand, not intending to see if we were there when we were there. And it happened multiple times. So I know like on these notes, it's like, we will hold the package for 30 days and then we start to find it. And after like six weeks, it's like, uh, they they get rid of it. So I, I'm surprised <sighs> that they like never, never gathered your mail and gave you it. I mean, like, and that's technically I don't know how the post this applies to post office, but tampering with mail is like a federal offense yeah. or some shit, you know. And so like, if I open the wrong person's mail, I can go to jail. But no, they can like literally incinerate my mail that has really important stuff. And they're like, oh, whoops, didn't see it. And like, it went to <laughs> the oopsie. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> into the ocean one day. Yeah. But it was just, like, super weird. Like, I can't believe that their own, like, parent organization couldn't get a hold of them. Like, that seems like, what That's the fuck weird. is going on there? That means something's up. That... And uh, as a person, yeah, as a person who, like, I, I, I love, like, true crime and, uh, like, learning about police departments and investigations and forensics and shit like that. Right. And, and a lot of times the reason why like, cases are unsolved is – a, yeah, it could be that it was a long time ago or there literally are no clues or, you know, whatever. But a lot of times it's due to, like, this really weird incompetence that some brand departments have. 
uh-huh. um, where they again literally will throw away evidence or they like let someone touch the gun and so they couldn't get fingerprints off it. It was like some shit like that. Uh-huh. And when you're dealing with stuff like this, the the like different departments of any organization in the government they don't talk to each other no. which seems like it's, it's crazy to me it is weird so that's why i'm always i hate conspiracy theories because the conspiracy theory implies that the government is this one giant entity like a god and is like sitting on like i know everything i can pull all these strings i know what i'm doing uh-huh. but if i'm trying to find one form this this omnipotent and you know entity that can control the weather right. doesn't know what their own files are sending out you right know what I mean? like that's right. this bullshit you know like <laughs> I, I i don't remember who said it but somebody somebody in an interview with a flat earther like really put it into perspective and was like so you're telling me 60 different nations with different space agencies are all lying that the earth is f- spherical it's actually flat. You're telling me 60 different yeah, nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's crazy. It's. I mean, and that's what really irks me. And again, I'm pretty sure this was one of my pet peeves. But like when people claim the moon landing was fake, uh-huh. um, what, there are a million reasons why that's not true. One is because we fucking left shit on the moon. So you can literally see it there. I don't even yeah. know why. Like where, where, where is the evidence behind that claim? Like I'm sure there's not like any substantiated evidence. But like where did that theory come from that it was staged? I'm not even sure when it started. There must have been like some random book or something that came out. Because it was just – I think the theory started off because like – I don't. I, I. I don't have no idea because yeah. it was <laughs> maybe that's televised. a topic for another day. We we could yeah. go into some crazy like conspiracies we that definitely could. yeah started over something um, weird. But but what you what you said is just perfectly right. Like there were thousands of employees that, different of space age. Yeah, yeah, of NASA just alone. There are and like all engineers. it would take is one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There are <laughs> engineers. Well, if they if they did fake this, they had to set up a studio, so they had a film crew, right? They had like sound people they had like video editors then they're not even like cia agents there's like just random video people which would mean there would also be raw evidence in some shape or form that could expose everything Uh uh-huh not just a testimony from somebody there's like physical evidence like and no one made a copy or whatever and so like you're telling me like if like thousands of people like they did this thing and they didn't say anything about it and of course there have been people like oh i was there but they have no evidence they were there just lying And on top of that, this is my favorite one, is that the Soviet Union was watching very closely Uh to make sure we went to the moon because they hated our guts. Well, I mean, you sent me that meme. They were winning in everything. They literally, and they did win in everything. That was the only thing we beat them. Except we freaking beat them. We We made it first. (laughs) And and (laughs) so they had like like satellites, they had telescopes, they had all these things like literally looking at the fucking rocket speeding towards the moon. And when it landed, they're like, well, I guess they they beat us. Because well, we shit. Can, we yeah. can literally see. And then the USSR like sent like, "Hey guys, congratulations on getting to the moon! Like you did it!" You know, because they're pretending to be nice, and we were like, uh-huh. "Oh, we appreciate it," and pretending they're nice too. And so, like our biggest enemies, they didn't even dispute the fact that we got to the moon. You know what I mean? It just seems like such a stupid thing that, like, again, you imply that the government is this super competent, like able to keep aliens a fucking secret, but they can't get you know their shit together to to get the immigration forms right you know they that can't is do crazy those simple things that is so. crazy oh that's nuts it it really is i, I don't know 
it's pretty crazy what it would take to just you know break something loose and how that just doesn't happen with i don't know i think the flat earther thing is like one of the big ones that is like so obvious to point to but yeah we've, we've talked about that before too. Have. but anyways but yeah anyway we didn't get to any yeah we didn't even make it to the topic sorry well, well, to government fair, took all our time once yeah, again oh those bastards oh. uh well it, yeah we had a lot of catching up to do and obviously, yeah we like, did I'm, i mean there's still a lot of stuff on the talk about but it just seems like i don't want to get into your personal business man but holy oh, shit let's <laughs> get into it <laughs> that's the not that's on, the beauty of audio editing that's we can off, we can oh, okay. delete it but <laughs> no like yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I just I feel really bad because my family situation isn't the same as anyone else's family situation. And obviously, like, I'm not in your shoes. So I mean, like, if I were you, I wouldn't do that. But that's uh, stupid because yeah. I'm not you. you have Let's your hear your words of wisdom, Jeremy. Mr. <laughs> I live alone with my cat. And I'm, oh, I'm so happy. You know what? Okay, so so let me mention this. This was something that shocked me. Um, so so obviously you're referring to the fact that my in-laws are about to to live with me and they're they're elderly um i don't know i wouldn't say elderly but my father-in-law has some health problems so he you know has a hard time with certain things um with hearing you said yeah yeah, with with a number of things but he um they're gonna be living with me and what's crazy is we also did the petition for her sister and for my wife's sister. And that that's why I went to CBP. She was the one that it said not authorized at this time. And it wasn't that she was denied. It just said not authorized at this time. We put in an application to the Department of Homeland Security because CBP is like, we got nothing to do with this. Talk to Department of Homeland Security. So once again, they're denying like the letter they sent. But yes, of course. Um, what was interesting to me in this whole thing, and maybe you maybe you can relate because you went through this process with your parents, um, the standards for being a financial sponsor, a sponsor, and I'm guessing that's the kind of sponsorship you had to do for your parents. You had to like prove that, you know, I can provide for them. They won't be on any sort of welfare. They won't be on any sort of subsidy or seeking aid from the government because my standards meet the requirements to be a financial sponsor is that is that right uh yeah that was part of it that was definitely uh-huh. although well yeah, so i i said i i didn't sponsor them i claimed them so i right i don't think i didn't, I didn't have to provide that i just had to prove that they were my parents oh okay so that was a little different then um and i think they but they also had like tax information for like decades so i think they had shown that they had literally dumped money provided into themselves and taxes uh-huh. and stuff. yeah right that makes sense um so if there are 2080 working hours in a year okay does that sound about right that sounds about right let's yeah. see so that that's on average like 40 hours a week i'm just doing a little calculation to express this confusion that i had oh and then i just messed up 2080 okay so what shocked me was because there's me, my wife, and my son, it was my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and my sister. So technically, I had to be qualified to be a financial sponsor and meet the requirements for six financial like dependents, basically. So myself, okay, yeah. my wife, my son, my three in-laws, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, sister-in-law. What, what what would you think the minimum income required would be to on on a single salary to sponsor a six person household like like ballpark would you say 
you know, $50,000 a year, $20,000 a year, $90,000 a year. minimum? Yeah, like for the government to say, okay, I believe you can provide for six people on one income. I think, I think six, I think like 60,000 a year is like the bare minimum, I would say. Do you want to know what it actually is? (laughs) What is it? Thirty thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? It is fifteen dollars an hour. Get out of here, so dude. So I was like, when when my wife was like, okay, but you would have to be a financial sponsor for all three of them because I don't work. We're gonna file a letter that says that they're my parents, but you provide for the family because I'm a stay-at-home mom. Da 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 da. I was like, well, shit. Am I gonna meet the requirements for six people? And so we looked it up, and it's like, yeah, thirty-one thousand dollars a year. What? That's... I was I was shocked. So, yeah, the government believes that you can feed six people on $31,000 a year. I I was astounded. I couldn't believe it. I was yeah, like, "Ooh, that's... I was like, "Ooh, maybe mm. this is my way out. Maybe I don't qualify and then, you know, I can live peacefully in privacy." They're, they're like they're basically horrible. saying, but, yeah. "We want to make sure that you can all get crammed into one room with one bathroom and eat." And, and have it. some rice and beans. Yeah, yeah. Like, just yeah. literal bread, white I, bread and ketchup. <laughs> that that was like the one last big shocking thing that I learned from this that I was like, I, I can't believe that was that was real. I can't believe it was real. So Yeah, I didn't have to prove any kind of income. Maybe because they did have such an extensive uh like tax record. But I think I mean also, you're talking like thirty years, right? Nineteen ninety yeah. to just a few years ago. Exactly, yeah. And my father, like he was like he was obsessed with keeping tax records like and physical copies of it just because he was sure that this they were going to ask him for it and they right. did but good that's that smart much. it was yeah, very freaking smart, smart. Uh, because he was uh, yeah be, and that's the weird thing is like i don't want to get into the whole like the little illegal immigration or stuff like that or uh-huh. politics or shit like that but like a lot of times illegal immigrants because when they're working the their employers they do report that they're paying someone because right it's, it's tax deductible. It's like it's part of their expense, so they want to say that. So a lot of times, these employers will put money into Social Security for them because they have to, because they have to pretend that they're a legal worker, even though they're not. And so a lot of these people are literally paying money into Social Security, and they're never getting money out of it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true, and um, it, it it's like well, where I work, it it's pretty funny. You get. You know, me, who's familiar with the immigration process, just having, you know, my wife uh, for information, um, we'll get somebody to apply and they'll be like, oh, I just got here from El Salvador two days ago. And I'm like, but you provided me a social security card. Maybe don't tell me how long you've been here. Yeah, I, I, I it, it, it's funny, you know, as a company, you're you're only liable if you're hiring people that can't like provide the documentation. Right. I, I have no idea how many documents we get that are, you know, false or real. and Or they're like their cousin or their brother or yeah. whatever. But. <laughs> but, I mean, you turn that into the state when you file your quarterly taxes. And, you know, they the state has Social Security numbers. When you do your W-2s, mm-hmm. the state sees all the Social Security numbers. So, it's, you know, I, you, don't, you don't have to go out of your way to verify I-9s so long as they provide this documentation. But, but yeah, there are plenty of people who... Um, who are you know never going to get a social security benefit and they're paying for it in every check yeah. um now on the flip side there's probably a lot of people that you know do under the table stuff but i'm course, i'm not yeah. familiar with how much that would be um 
But I, I've had people ask us, like, uh, instead of taxes, just pay me under the table. And I'm like, like <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, like, oh, uh, yeah. we're, yeah, we're liable. And yeah. that's also sketchy as fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It sucks. Cash. It sucks. I've, I've had to tell people, uh, like, people, I, I think people are really open with me because I, like, speak Spanish. And they're like, I had one guy ask me, like, hey, I'm going to bring my mom here. I'm paying a coyote to bring her across the border. And can you employ her when she gets oh. here? And I'm like, maybe you should not be so liberal with that information. Uh, maybe not use the term coyote. Yeah, maybe illegal trafficking is not an appropriate thing to say. Like, I, I, it, I don't know. It, it, it's pretty astounding what some people divulge so quickly like if i was in that instance i'd be like my mother has been here for 15 years here is her documents like <laughs> i don't know i would never i would never say that i would never feel good to say that to my employer that's bizarre yeah. but anyways we're, we're getting way off now so you got a one minute speed biology topic um Maybe a hint at next week. Powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what we were going to cover? No. I'm pretty oh, okay. sure I already covered that. We probably did. Um, I was like, yeah, I like that stuff. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because I, I think I, I distinctly remember, again, we have like recorded so many episodes. I, I'm so afraid that I'm going to like entirely cover something I completely Dude, did before. Dude, you know how many stories I've retold five times? Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. People get um, nostalgia from our past episodes. I guess they do. Yeah. But like, like yeah. how, yeah, no, whatever. Like, uh, literally how you, in your body there's a turbine that turns and that's what makes AT, like that's what makes the, the power in your body. Did I ever explain that? No. And you know what? <laughs> that's really interesting because lately for the last couple months, I've heard people talking about ATP and energy. And I'm, I'm always like, I know it's a thing, but I know absolutely nothing about it. I know that it's the energy that makes everything flow. But I don't know jack shit. And I'm like, I freaking do a biology podcast. Maybe we should talk about ATP. Yeah, that should be the next week's topic. Yeah. ATP. Adenis, yeah. Adenosine triphosphate. That's what it yeah. is. And so it is very, very important to everyone. Yeah, yeah um, that'd be a really good topic. But yeah, was, was always, that going to be today's topic? No, there was another one. But you said for one minute. So my yeah, other well, topic I don't know. It's already it's already been over an it's hour. It's too late. Uh, it's I my like. bedtime. Yeah. Yeah, I would say you you seem you seem sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I feel like I'm like hopped up from talking about the government. Well, I'm, I'm more uh, awake now than any other episode. Yeah, just full of adrenaline, like trying to <laughs> yeah. hunting down government Dude, workers. I, I fucking hate the government. Worst. Let's yeah. The moon is flat. I gotta be careful. I I'm not gonna say anything yeah <sighs> yeah oh my god dude. i so just so like just so everyone's aware it's not like a, a secret but um like you don't have a personal fbi agent reading your text but like communication companies they do flag certain words if you're calling or texting about them a lot. <laughs> so if you literally text or call like terroristic threats and, so like, me like asking that. my cousin if he got the components for the bomb was probably a bad idea. E e yeah. I mean, it probably like <laughs> flagged for a minute and they're like, oh, they're fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm sure that there's stuff that gets flagged. Oh, no. It, it, there's like there's like different levels of being flagged. They're like they flag it and they're like, OK, it's probably, you know, most likely, you know, nothing. They look into <laughs> I'm it. I'm probably on a watch list. 
and almost always they're like, oh, it's fine. But they one percent time like mm, that's a little sketchy. Let's continue like see what happens. And then if they keep making these like weird references, they're like, okay, this is probably an actual threat, and we should probably do something about Shit, it. Shit, we're but gonna like, be we're gonna be listened to now. I don't know, but there's <laughs> one of my coworkers was we have a group chat, and he sent he literally made like a bomb joke in the group chat, and I'm like, dude. We're we're all on a list now. I hope you know that, right? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, like maybe not forever, but for a little while. Like, this is you know something got flagged on a computer somewhere, and you know, hopefully right. everything's fine. Yeah, um, because he he didn't just say the word bomb. He literally made like a fake bomb threat. I'm like, like I will use this component and this component together to make an explosive device and, to and, and target you. this specific individual. Yeah. I'm like, at and this you're... at this time and yeah. date, and you're doing this in the group <laughs> chat. Like, are you? kidding me like so. <laughs> yeah so uh, that's anyway yeah, i don't know they monitor podcasts but they should there's some sketchy stuff out there yeah i'm sure we could find some sketchy podcasts yeah yeah, yeah of course but, all right is that where we end it that's where we end it man sounds good hit let and your, stop let your anger rest yeah <laughs>